Hey everyone, it's Naomi and welcome to the Firecracker Department After Show. This is where some of the core members, some of the community members, we all come together and we talk about our past podcast episodes and things that kind of hit our heart or made us go, oh, that's interesting. I haven't thought about that for a long, long time. Or, oh, that's gonna, that really gets my, you know, we talk about things that motivate us. And, and here we are with Emily Churchill, who's in Los Angeles. She's a, one of the funniest people I know. And she's a writer, performer. She's also the head of the wellness department. And she produces the after show. And then we've got AJ Edmonds, who's in Toronto. She is a stunning performer. She's also a creator, writer. And she is in charge of our content creation and produces the after show. And then we've got our guest core member, Anna Gustafson who's just the funniest writer. Even her tweets are funny. You've got to go and look at her tweets. Too convoluted. And uh, she is also in charge, of course, of with our comedy department. All right, folks, we are talking today about the Jewish Film Festival that I think I did, I mean, it feels a long time ago. I'm going to say last year sometime. But I got to sit down with some of the funniest females that I've had in my history. And the names and their performances have always been so... Um, current in my brain. I, we, we sat down with Gay Clayton, Marla Lakofsky, Monica Parker, Rosemary Radcliffe. It was extraordinary. Tell me, AJ, tell me, start us off. What did you think about my I mean, it is, panel? It is so awesome to just listen to a bunch of funny women be funny right? off script. Like, it, you know, we yeah. have Karen Espon sketch. So that's one of like the only all women troupe we have uh, to look at for comedy in Canada. And and just listening to them like bounce off each other and like, just be laughing about life experience. It, it's, it was so great to just sort of be in, you know, in my ears in a room filled with really, really funny ladies and yeah. so many things that they talked about. But I think the biggest thing for me was just that the, everyone's journey is different, but there's a lot of similarities in artists, you know, a lot of comedians and we know this historically with almost all, all comedians is it, Comedy comes from a place of protection. It comes from, you know, a place of, of trauma and hiding, you know, making a joke out of something that might not be funny to other people. Um, but the one thing that was said that like, it, I, it resonated right down to like a 16 year old AJ, was being a smart ass is the gateway to comedy. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. right? <laughs> My mom would call it being cheeky just to erase the ass part of it. But I, I'm, I'm a fan of cheeky people. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. My driving I instructor. I love how. Oh yeah, go. He called, He was the first person to like flat out call me a smartass. I was like, oh. Yeah. I mean, I'm into it. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but I love how like all these gals were like they're sort of in the trenches. You know, they're from an era where uh, you know, like Marla was talking about. She was the only woman on the 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 uh, poster or on the bill, and a lot of these women could relate to that kind of thing. So it kind of had this great energy of like, I don't know, like camaraderie in the trenches of comedy at that time. Uh, Emily, what did you think? Um, I, I thought it was so um, inspiring to hear. It, 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 I feel like they were a different era, but we share a lot of the same uh, things, especially when they were talking about comedy. I did do stand-up for a bit, which is, uh, I mean, I loved it. And I like was like, yeah. You know, and then like, one time the, one of the, a guy was running it and he was like, oh, you don't have anybody here. And, and in my head, I'm like, 
I just, I had so many people last night. What was happening? You know, and he wouldn't let me go on. And so after that, I was like, oh, see you later. I can't do this. No, no, no. I mean, it's um, not for the faint of heart. It's not, that's the thing. It's no. not for the, and we all have the stories, right? And so I think it was just inspiring to hear that they also went through it and they got through it too. We're like, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. Let's just keep going because yeah. this is BS, Gotta you know? Going. But yeah, also the yeah. amazing, like there was, and I, I'm sorry that I can't put faces to the names you were talking, um, yeah. but one of the women said, she goes, I got tired of it. So yeah. I just stopped and moved on. And like, now I'm just composing concertos or something. <laughs> oh, I think that's <laughs> yes. Rosemary Radcliffe. But yeah. like, I just, Rosemary Radcliffe, if you know like Second uh, City, she's like in one of the most iconic Second City photos of them all sitting on that car with John Candy and everybody. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, like that's, that's her, she's, She's been around, and for her to go, you know what? I'm just gonna do something else. I respect that. I don't. Think I do that too. This, you know, there's so many, more, so many people in comedy. Um, from what I could, and I felt it that you can't leave. Like it's like a, it's like the Hotel California. You're, mm, come on in. It's really nice here, and you can't ever leave. Uh, and it's and there's a weird way that people feel like they're tied to it, um, mm. and it and it gets in the way. I think like you can everything that you are as a comedian, you can pick up and move over and write something or you can pick up and uh, concerto didn't know that one but yeah you know you, you have all the you have all the things and you have that weird sort of um unicorn brain that writes comedy that can fit in a lot of places and, and i wish more people mm. uh would get out of their own way but and it's true it's true what they have lots of arts right like when when you're a kid and you're asked you know are you even in triple threat school when i went they said are you predominantly a singer an actor or a dancer and I always hated answering that question because I was like, in a triple threat program, doesn't that mean I threat equally across the board? Um, you're threatening on all you're boards. You're so threatening. I'm threatening. I just, yeah. yeah. It's equal equal threat. Right now. Just an equal threat. <laughs> no, but even in producing, yeah. right? Like I, I found a lot of comfort in listening to like, you know, I didn't, I was burnt out. So I moved on to something else. And I, I'm going through the process of moving from being a producer for 10 years into wanting to be creative in a different aspect. And it's hard because people see you as a comedian, they see mm -hmm. you as a producer, and you have to almost reinvent the way people engage with you and be fearless yeah. in the pursuit of going like sort of back to square one. Yeah, it's hard I to tell your dog like from Monica. Oh yeah, say it. So no, it's 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 uh, hard to untie your boat from the wharf that you've always known. Yeah, it's uh, scary. Yeah. Like yeah. you just you're going yeah. out without paddles, but you know you got to do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. Monica Parker is an interesting one because you know she's still doing comedy. She was just uh, well, she's on Carter a couple like last year, and then now she's writing books. Like, and she's still doing live shows. Like, I think, I think at some point you look to yourself and go, "What do I need to do?" Mm -hmm. As opposed yeah. to, "What does my community need from me?" Which I think sometimes is the momentum that keeps us keeps us going. Um, yeah, I just loved listening to the vibrancy. Yeah, Anna. The, what I, then the vibrancy that you were picking up on, I think, in my experiences, um, and theirs too, they said, you don't, you don't get to be out on the road with your girls. Like, you're always the one woman on the show, and you spend all your time with some lovely men and, and some just nightmares. Um, but that's, that's the thing. And you go, and when we all get together and can talk about comedy, that's like a, like a bonfire. Like, it's really... Um, I, I, every time I see women together talking about comedy, there's a, an electricity that you don't get on the road because we crave it so much because we never see each other. Mm. Yeah. And you mm. heard it on that. Yeah, you were, how long? Yeah. 
How long did you do stand up for? Uh, I mean, you probably do. Stand-up I'm an era too. Speaking now, but I am also an era. You know what? I'm, I I don't know about that. I I um this this time this sort of introspective time I'm really missing comedy. Like I'm, it's more writing yeah. now, but just that what it's like to go back in and it's it never goes like you've got the muscle it's like the you go back and you'll get it back and you'll have a couple shaky sets and it'll be back um but Mm -hmm. how many years i am over 20 i've been here for 20 so it's like 24 yeah different different trench same war yeah nothing's changed there's just it's i wish the i wish it i would see um there's hustle like never before like this, mm-hmm. this intense need to do a whole bunch of shows and I see a whole new generation of comedians that don't ever get to sit and watch a headliner because they're they're next show next, show, next, the next show, show, show and they're yeah. running right right and right, right, leave, right and right. that was the whole deal is you go and you sit and you do your set and it's done you get your drink and you watch the headliner and there's your now you're in class mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and the hustle is taken over from that the quality of learning that you get from somebody that's like a decade ahead of you or has the college. community yeah. shifted anna the community uh, aspect yeah. of, of comedy in in that i mean social media has changed it uh you have access to everybody whether you want it or not uh and in the olden days before the internet you had you'd see your best buds once in a while like you'd try and get booked with people you really loved mm-hmm. so that you could spend time together so yeah right that part of it changed like you really have to go i don't know like i just i don't participate that much in the community from a hustling stand-up anymore so i, I kind of miss exactly what's going on but it's very different because the thing it's also all on content too now like marla lakowski creates so much content on her facebook and various social medias because that's that's what we're doing now and i kind of admire the shift in her brain that way too because it's still hustle it's just a different venue i like that the playing field is even right now do you guys find that at all in your creativity because every this is our only audience right now is each other and strangers on the internet so it's a different sounds super thing. creepy like it's yeah of course <laughs> <laughs> and going on the road to fort st mac or wherever in the middle of winter is not creepy at all um, no kidding no, no it's, kidding it's like, it's like everybody's had the rug pulled out from under them yeah. and you have to pivot and you have to land on your feet and you have to still maintain the quality of um stuff the brain's putting out whether you're performing in front of somebody you can't just wait for this to be over <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what a great way to mm-hmm. kill five years. Um, yeah, it's, have- amazing. it's amazing to kind of see the, the way that this time off is affecting people, right? Because at the beginning, I think everyone was like, got to maximize, got to maximize. We got a month and a half of this. And if we're not doing something, I'm just going to fall off the radar. And then there was that like, oh, we're still doing it? <laughs> oh, and those people got shamed by these people on yeah. the internet. So now these guys are like, don't take care of yourself. This is time to go to grad. And these guys are like, no, hustle, hustle, hustle. It's like, there's all these different kinds of um, versions that I think everybody just got tossed. And then we all just kind of landed and we're finding our footing. Mm -hmm. And a little bit of both is kind of falling into my lap anyways. Yeah, it's true. It'll be interesting how it settles. But one one thing that this, listening to comedy panels like this and and, looking at the female comedians that we're seeing get a lot of recognition now, like Catherine O'Hara, you know, like I look at that, you know, like her and Eugene Levy and, and her in the second city generation, 
um, from a couple decades ago, you still see a certain level of camaraderie and you recognize them as that generation that grew up together. And I do think about how the hustle now means that we might not actually have a chance to see that community mm. come together and be mm. able to collaborate so much. And in 30 years, be celebrating, you know, when Naomi gets her, her Emmy for being on an excellent Canadian TV show. Um, and everyone- Oh, we're gonna celebrate that. Oh yeah, for a second. <laughs> we we sure. care what we kind are. of country, what kind of woodland creature Naomi becomes. <laughs> <laughs> the nymph. It's true. I'll, I'll be like frolicking with my Emmy. But you know what? It's true because I remember t taking, um, Mark McKinney came into Second City and did a workshop and he said to the cast at the time, he said, do you folks hang out after shows? And I think at the time we were just getting to know each other as a cast, but the, the importance of like that kind of camaraderie and like the other night, you know, a bunch of the firecrackers came together and did a games night with Rebecca and it was so fun. So because fun. we don't do yeah. that like we have meetings we have like events and then we go by and there's no like zoom hangout because everybody's zoomed out so so watching their communities what they had like rosemary and gay and uh, marla and monica i just kind of go like that's just such from a really specific and beautiful time mm -hmm. so watch yeah. out any final thoughts about community this? at the emmys yes. in like 10 years You'll know oh, us. Yeah. Wearing red. I'll be wearing red yeah. and that hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll I did guys, Did any of you guys feel, um, you know, when you, when I, and it, this happens to me when I'm listening to a panel of people that are, have had a career and are still working in it, what, um, what you would have done differently or what you could have told yourself, like when you're, when you get to that place where you're looking back on some career, is there anything that brought up for you guys? like things that you wished you would have not been so concerned about or, or let slow you down or. I think the main thing is don't try to be funny. <laughs> and I keep trying to tell myself that. Um, but I do think that's the, I think that's the nugget in comedy of when you stop trying to be funny and you just do what you do and be authentic. I think that's when comedy comes out and that's, what's going to resonate with the audience more. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's one thing I try to take away. And I know someone said it on the panel, uh, don't try to be funny, um, which we hear it and we're like, oh, okay, yeah. But when they say, just make it funnier, you're like, cool, 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 great note. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard, but to try to, to try to hear it, let it go. And then just in your soul be like, okay, I don't go for the funny, go for the real. And if, it'll probably be funny. Like if it's real and authentic, it'll naturally be funny. I but think. don't, but don't yeah. you think like whenever I get a question, like what would you tell your five-year-old self for what, what I find those things really hard because it's kind of like messing with the butterfly effect. Right. Yeah. Like if I true. went back and told eight-year-old AJ that um, she wants to be a performer, she's not going to do it for 10 years. So don't go to university. Then I'm just going to, I'm going to mess with my loop. Um, yeah, that's true. Good point. And what I know when I, you know, do start really settling into what it is I'm meant to do, it will only be based on the fact that I didn't, you know, mess up my loop when I, you know, I didn't go back and try and fix something. Um, and so much of what we hear in almost all of our podcasts uh, that Naomi does with these incredible women is, is that there is a journey to getting where they are when we're interviewing them. And it's that it's the piece and the steps that they took that got them the success, whether it be success in, in um, a job or even just personal. And, 
And I, I try to think about that a lot. And someone's like, what would you, t- what is your five-year plan? What are you going to tell yourself in five years? Not to make a five-year plan. <laughs> I mean, I asked the, I asked the question, the, the, what would you tell your younger self from all of the guests on the podcast? My, the thing that I gained from that is a, how similar all the things we mm-hmm. used yeah. to, we would say, like how across the board people are like, you're enough, uh, keep going. Um, don't worry. Uh, I don't know. Like, don't, <laughs> don't worry. It's going to be fine. But the other thing is, whatever they told themselves then, we could tell ourselves today. And yeah, have exactly. Time. We're saying yeah. it now. It's like in five years. No, anyway, I'm going to go, what would you tell yourself five years ago? You are enough. I was like, you said that. I was there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't have recordings. We didn't yeah. have recordings for that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was getting at with the, with the question, was that I'm listening to uh, and reminding me of the shit show that it was sometimes to be a woman in comedy. Uh, I don't know if I would have come to this five years ago or 10 years ago, but you look back at all the, all the stuff that you could have stood up for, you could have done differently. And that's all stuff I can do now is there's still open for me to make those changes. I don't have to be mm-hmm. focused on the, 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 you're the woman on the show and you're not, blah, blah, blah. I don't have to pack that around anymore because it's, I know it's bullshit and where it's coming from and, and that it's, what do they say? It's um, scared little boys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's learning. Yeah, yeah. You know, we we grow with the environment that we're in, and we can't control everything as much as we try to. Um, and one of the, my my favorite quote, I guess, before we wrap up, was you you can't fire yourself. Oh yeah, yeah. On behalf of someone that has packed boxes and told herself to get out numerous times, I just like don't leave. <laughs> I said, you know, like where's security? I'm the boss me out of here. Myself. Yeah. yeah, it's even like Fire. when we're doing firecracker stuff. I'm like, we're the boss of us. Like, we have <laughs> nobody else telling us what we can and can't do. Let's just do those things. Yeah, <laughs> we're the boss of us. I have All a question about um, that sort of what the notion of uh, you can't control things. And just wondering if this is an intervention <laughs> that I should know about. You guys do. Yeah, that. this is actually an <laughs> intervention. Am I, am I yeah. been taking uh, somewhere now. <laughs> This is why we brought you here. Mm -hmm. You're going to a really nice spa. I'll stop making forms. You'll be very happy where you're going. (laughs) Speaking of where you're going, there's segue. Where are you all going creatively? What are you working on that's uh, that's getting you jazzed these days in your own creative world? Uh, AJ. What am I creatively working on? What kind of tricks to teach a puppy? That's yes, all. you have a puppy. Yeah, have a, and trust me, he's smarter than I am. So it, yeah. we're having a little ego like battle going on because I'm only slightly larger than him. Um, but I'm actually finding a lot of like childhood excitement to write little animations about animals. <gasps> I think oh, you, fun. You see, like my the first film I did had these little. Now that I, I my first film, finished, end of that sentence is the first movie I made had animated animals, and now I have my own animal, and I'd like to animate them. Um, so yeah, I love it. Sort of sort of life. Ah, I love it. Storytelling. <laughs> Emily, what about you? What's going on in your world? Um, well, I just realized that I've got equipment in the back. Babe and I are, are making our, it's funny you say that, our voice studio in my closet. So uh, that's what's happening. Uh, so AJ, if you yeah. need voices, I can do your voice as. Yes. There. Oh, <laughs> for, for the cats and dogs. Yeah. Yes. In my little movie, I was the cat. It was my favorite part. I was like, I wrote and directed it, but quite honestly, my favorite part was going. (laughs) 
<laughs> the cat just. <laughs> Anna, what about you? What's going on in your world? I'm going to work on my animal voices. Um, yes. <laughs> my home studio. Uh, I'm, I'm starting, we had a, a show at Gilda's Club in Toronto, a monthly comedy show that we're going to pivot and I'm going to make it into a talk show instead of yes. stand-up comedy cool. to, the, to the computer. So there's great stories in this community, man. Like, I mean, look at Marla. Like, she's going. She's going to come. She's agreed to come and do the show. Yeah. So, yeah, great. Comedians yeah. with great stories and big hearts, and, and it'd be, I'm happy to give them a platform in that context. So, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, well, we'll include all the links to all those things. Um, my movie, the Canadian Strain movie about smoking pot legally, was released in America. So, hopefully. <gasps> Good luck getting back to California. <laughs> You're never going to be allowed back in. My only entire plot right now is to just make all Americans jealous of coming to Canada because we miss our LA people so much. We're like, here. <laughs> we so do. I honestly, I keep thinking of ways of like smuggling them over the border to, to bring them to Canada. But we we want to come. Don't worry. We do want to come. Emily, there's a book in your building. I sent it to Mo for her birthday about. Um, Monique Madrid, who's my comedy yeah. partner um, for the comedy department, she has a book in her hands now called uh, What's It Like to Move to Canada or Things You Should Know Before You Move to Canada. Or it's a, <laughs> she, knows a, she knows what a Timbit is now. She's so excited. She goes, oh, the Timbits are good. Honestly. Love it. Uh, well, thank you so much. And for all the folks, while you're on your computer, because you're on your computer 80% of the day, probably, go over to firecrackerdepartment.com, subscribe to our newsletter to keep in touch with what's going on, give us a rating, support the community. Um, you know what? Just tell a friend. Tell one person about Firecracker Department and you've done us a service. Thanks so much to you folks for the after show, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Starting today is the fall edition of the 28th Toronto Jewish Film Festival. Head on over to tjff.com for schedule and tickets. It'll be online from the 22nd to November 1st. Enjoy! Enjoy!